Emerald Audio. Episode 6, Hail to the Chief. Ryan here for WHDH, bringing you the 4th of July celebration of the decade. War be damned. It is a veritable who's who of Boston tonight here at that beloved Boston institution, the Fairmont Copley. With everyone from Mayor Tobin and Governor Saltonstall to the hotel mascot, Black Labrador, Katie Copley in attendance. Katie, what did you think about this high society parade? <coughs> Katie Copley agrees. This is a crowd the likes of which Boston hasn't seen since the Winthrop's, Lowell's, and Cabot's landed at Plymouth Rock. Speaking of the Winthrop's, here's the governor now, flanked by his wife and son. Say a few words to the folks back home, governor. Hello, hello to all Bay State Patriots on this 4th of July evening. We're very excited to be here tonight, aren't we, Marion and Teddy? Sure, whatever you say, Pops. Oh, yes, we're ever so excited to greet the President and the First Lady. And it's not every day you get to hear a new anthem penned by the descendant of Francis Scott Key, written right here in Massachusetts even if he is a resident of New York. Doesn't matter where he lives, just where he wrote it, right, Governor? Yes, indeed. Possession is nine-tenths of the law. And since Mr. Key wrote the anthem right here at the Fairmont, we're claiming him as an honorary citizen. As much a son of the Commonwealth as Johnny Tremaine. And what do you know? Here's the composer, Mr. Key himself. How are you this evening, sir? Capital. Capital. Thank you. Looking forward to presenting my little effort to the president and the fine people of Massachusetts. And Americans everywhere. This is national broadcast, you know. Of course. And you're too modest, sir. It's hardly a little effort. It's a presidential commission. I can only hope the piece inspires Americans at home and abroad. Can you tell us a little more? What's the name of the piece? You'll find out. And who will be performing it? You'll find out. And there you have it, folks. Man of mystery, Francis Key. Relative of none other than composer Francis Scott Key, who gave us the Star-Spangled Banner, saying stay tuned to hear another American classic. Live first here on WHDH. Excuse me, coming through. Move, yes, Excuse me. Why? Shove over, William. Let me get a look through that door. Holy hell. I've never seen so many people here. My moon and stars. Is that Ted Williams? Well, the hell with Ted Williams. Oh, I think I see FDR. If only my father were alive. We listened to those fireside chats of his since I was a boy. Stop shoving, Moxie. Well, get out of the way, then. I want to see Eleanor. There she is. (gasps) Oh, look. Libby? There she is. Libby? Where's Miss Liberty? Make way, ladies and gents, for the president. Francis, man of the hour. Hello. Stephen, 
The moment's at hand, eh? How are you feeling? Truthfully, a bit seasick. <laughs> I'm sure that's just jitters. You creative types. All right, fellas, give us a minute, would you? Francis, step over here with me. I don't mind telling you. It's a bit unnerving not having heard the piece before this debut. Are you feeling steady about it? Steady as Plymouth Rock. Good. Glad to hear it. Because we've made a hell of a hullabaloo about it in the press, and we'd end up with serious egg on our faces if it were anything but a home run. Never. You've been so cloak and dagger about the whole matter, especially who you've got performing. Sarah Vaughan? Peggy Lee? Steven, just you wait and see. The anticipation's the best part, wouldn't you agree? No, an historic performance would be the best part. Ah! Speak of the devil. Francis, my boy. Mr. President, so good to see you. Mrs. Roosevelt. Francis, dear man. We've missed you at the White House and Campobello. We haven't seen you since last Christmas. Far too long. I highly agree. Though we've all been rather preoccupied with worthy causes. Your husband with beating the Nazis, for instance. And you with composing a new American classic, I hear. You're too kind, sir. Nonsense, Key. We're in a tremendous amount of pain right now. A world of hurt. But the power of music to uplift, to recharge our souls, that's what we're all here for. Huh, Eleanor? Absolutely. Who will be performing, Francis? Why, I will. On that piano right there on stage. Are you singing as well? You had better pray not, ma'am. Thank God. I remember all too well last year's caroling. I had hoped you had enough eggnog to forget. Alas, no. <laughs> Thank you for not singing tonight. And, um, who is? The President and Mrs. Roosevelt are talking to Mr. Key. It must be time. I'll go check on Miss Liberty, make sure she's not ailing. Oh, no, you don't. She's got enough trouble. I'll do it. Hurry! Miss Liberty shouldn't miss this. Holy hell. She won't. What do you mean? I think I know where she is. Come here. The Key of Love will continue after this message. And now, back to the Key of Love. A hush falls over the crowd as the composer Francis Key steps up to the microphone. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. President, the First Lady, Governor Winthrop, Mayor Foley, members of the press, it is my great honor to be here with you tonight to debut the composition I have written in hopes that it inspires our troops. Thank you. Thank you so much, but it's not me you should be applauding. It is our brave boys overseas. And our fearless leaders. And the Boston Pops, who are performing this anthem for you tonight. And the staff at this fine hotel, the Fairmont Copley, and... We get it, Keith. You thank the entire world. Get on with it, man. Yes, sir, Mr. President. We're just awaiting the arrival of... I'm here. Oh, thank God. 
my soloist and performing partner, Liberty Johansson. Liberty. What a beautiful girl. And knows how to curtsy. Bet your bottom dollar a better singer than Francis, too. Well, darn key. Well, I'll be goddamned. Oh, and she's wearing the dress. Go, Liberty, go! She looks Yahoo! like an angel up there. You almost gave me a heart attack. I didn't think you'd show. I've been sick for hours. Over us? Over singing. Not everything's about you. Also you. I'm not sure I can. I'm so scared. What would your mother say? Raise my voice true. And remember what we practiced. Breathe. Without further ado, Mr. President, Mrs. Roosevelt, I give you the Lady Liberty. This one's for you, Mama. Sounds like one too. Woohoo! Yes! <laughs> Libby! We love you, Libby! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Thank you. Oh, thank oh, you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, thank oh, you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Please join me in a special round of applause for our soloist, Liberty. Thank you. This is the proudest moment of my life. Thank you so much. Oh my goodness. What the hell? 
She looks like she's about to faint. What's she looking at? Something in the back of the room. It can't be. Livy, what is it? You look like you've seen... A ghost? My word. Where is she going? Excuse me. Excuse me. Keep your cameras on her, boys. Clancy? Clancy, is it really you? It's really me, sweetheart. Oh! The Sherman tank's got nothing on my girl. You're here. I don't believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this is better than I ever dreamed. Keep shooting, boys. You're alive. But Clancy, your arm. Yeah, Germans clipped my wing. Couldn't stop me from flying back to my girl, though. Welcome home, soldier. Who might you be? Clancy Armstrong, Mr. President, sir. Uh, uh, photographer for the Boston Globe. Capture in the action, huh? Thank you for your brave service. It's men like you who document history. It's an honor, sir. And you, young lady. It appears congratulations are in order twice. First, for the reappearance of your young man here. Well, I'm a fiancé, sir. Uh, so you are. And secondly, for your fine performance. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you. With your voice on the airwaves, our boys will lick the Nazis in no time flat. Thank you again, sir. But really, the credit all goes to the composer, Mr. Key. Not all the credit. But I suppose he deserves some. And I'd give it to him, if I knew where he was. Anybody see where Francis went? He was right there on stage a minute ago. Yeah, where is this guy who's been spending so much time with my girl? He's gone. This is Jane Green. If you have any questions for us about The Key of Love or have any comments on the podcast, we'd love to hear from you. Please email us at keyoflove at emeraldaudio.net. Again, that's keyoflove at emeraldaudio.net. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Emerald Audio Network. The Key of Love is a production of Emerald Audio in association with Gemini 13. Based on a story by Jenna Blum, written by Jenna Blum and Tommy Lombardi. Produced and directed by Garrett Scott for Real Jetpacks Productions. The Lady Liberty music and lyrics, arrangements and orchestration by Dan Lipton. Featuring the voices of Dan Bittner, Orla Cassidy, Lauren DeLemos, Jessica DiGiovanni, Cynthia Farrell, Sean Gormley, Evan Hall, Brandon McInnes, Louis Moreno, Ruby Rakos, Beckett Royce, Jonathan Sale, Kate Wyman, and John Strajewski. Music performed by Augie Haas, Sarah Elizabeth Haynes, Steve Kenyon, Dan Lipton, and Hiroyuki Matsura. Sound design, mixing, and mastering by Paul Goodrich. Sound editing by Justin Kilpatrick. Executive Producers, Jane Green, Spencer Brown, and Mark Francis. Head of Marketing is Erica Farmer. The Key of Love was recorded at CDM Sound Studios in New York. Charles de Montebello, Engineer. Music was recorded in New York at Second Story Sound and John Kilgore Sound and Recording. 
MP Kuo, engineer. Special thanks to Charles Steinhauer, Scott Waxman, Jacob Bronstein, MJ Rose, Anne-Marie Neves, Greg Norton, and all at Carriage House Studios.